This is the Family Culture Project, Episode 69, Why Hospitality Matters, with guest Leslie Verner. What do you think of when I say the word hospitality? What comes to mind for you will probably be different than what comes to mind for others. It looks different in different parts of the country and in different parts of the world, but no matter where hospitality is practiced, it helps build community and makes others feel valued. Today we are talking about how we feel about opening up our home, what prevents us from being more welcoming, and how to overcome it. So growing up, I was, you know, when we were we're getting ready for this episode, I was trying to think of what hospitality looked like in my home growing up. And I have to be honest, I cannot remember my parents ever hosting anything. I think we, really? we yeah, we would host, of course, like family, like my grandparents when they'd come to town. Um, and I do remember my 16th birthday party was at my house, but hospitality was not a regular part of our lives. We were very active in the community, so we did things outside our home with other people, but I really don't mm. remember us being like entertaining or throwing parties or having people over for dinner. What about you? I, I'll tell you what I remember the most when I was a kid, when we were having people over, we had to spend half the day cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So we would go through the top to the bottom of the house. It was like an opportunity to clean top to bottom. I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm like, Mom, if we if we sweep now, we're going to have to sweep again when they leave. <laughs> so why don't we just wait until they leave, and then we'll just do it then? Because it felt like we actually did the cleaning twice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way sometimes now. <laughs> um, and when we got married, though, you know, even based on the experiences we had growing up, I think we immediately wanted to have people over. I remember in our little apartment in Manhattan, I remember several parties that we threw. Um, we threw just parties. I remember our first party, maybe I could be wrong, was when we had um, a tree trimming party because we had no ornaments for our Christmas tree. So we invited people to come over and bring a tree ornament and we had a little Christmas party. I remember doing a party when we moved into um, our first apartment that we bought together. I remember having a party when we were pregnant and wanted a baby naming baby party. Baby naming party. So I we we really quickly started having people over and getting together with people. And I think I remember hosting a few dinner parties in our tiny little apartment, but not many. Safe to say it was part of our culture, I think, from the beginning for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, I think the big differentiator for us and learning over the years has been, well, what makes a home or a place that you go to comfortable? Mm -hmm. Meaning, what makes you want to be there? What makes you not want to be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think really early on too, and I don't know if I think I think this might be a good um, thing that we did, and actually, uh, yeah, I think it was good. I remember when we were first married, going to parties, going to people's houses, and like when it came time to go to sleep at night, we would sit there and talk about what we liked about the party, what we didn't like about the party, what we would do different, and I think even that sort of set the stage for the type of people. Or the type of hosts we have become. Um, not to say that we were judgmental or critical, but we definitely would always be like, what'd you think of this? And what'd you think of this? Did you like the food? Did you not like the food? How about the music? Like we always... Well, it was the desire to try yeah. to replicate what 
we enjoyed, what mm-hmm. made us feel comfortable, what made us feel welcoming. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about it, you kind of solidify that if we're thinking about it the same way. Right. And that if we then can deliver that at our home. So I think we were building, imagining, and planning the culture that we wanted without even knowing it, not on purpose. Like we right. weren't we weren't setting out to do that, but that's what we were doing all along. Now, I know that there are a lot of obstacles to hospitality. So for many people, it doesn't come natural. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things. If it wasn't modeled to you or if you're not somebody who spends a lot of time in other people's homes, you may just be like, oh, I don't, this doesn't come naturally to me. I, I just don't think this is for me. Um, but it can be something that you can learn to do. It can be something that you can brainstorm about. Um, I certainly, it wasn't modeled for me, but I knew that I did want to have people a part of my life and doing that meant opening up my home because I wasn't necessarily getting the invitations that I wanted to get, but I knew I wanted to interact with people and get to know people. I think one of the most important parts is the home environment. So and what I mean by that is is the home environment as it relates to tidiness. Because one of the, I think, biggest stumbling blocks for folks is, is that if your home isn't tidy or if you feel it's not tidy, if you're too much of a perfectionist, you're you're worried what other people are going to think of mm-hmm. your home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big stumbling block for a lot of people. But But I will have to say that I think in general, um, you you do need a tidy home, meaning that you have to make it part of your normal process to keep your home fairly tidy so that you're opening for any knock on the door for people to come in. But when they actually do come in and, they, and you, mm-hmm. are, you are being like um, spontaneously hospitable. Mm-hmm. That you're you're not worried about cleaning up or or or, or worried about what they're thinking because your your home's already tidy. It doesn't mean perfect, but it's just mm-hmm. tidy on a regular basis. I think that's one of the key elements. Do you agree? I agree. I don't think everybody needs to be spontaneously hospitable. Like if there's some, it's okay to be purposely hospitable and then you sort of prepare for those people but yeah, that not, was like, not that, that was like growing up okay, not right. everybody needs to be ready all that was the like time. growing up with my mom so she would just be just like you knew she was being yeah, yeah. hospitable yeah. because we prepared yeah half a day for it but yeah you're right I, I i like the idea i think you and i are on the same page related mm-hmm. to being spontaneously hospitable as well mm-hmm. there's so there's an extra level that kind of goes in into that and the way we kind of live our lives on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so there's a commitment to be spontaneously hospitable, I think. Yeah. Is a better way to say it. But when you mention perfectionism, I think that's another obstacle that prevents people from having people in their home or having or interacting with people. And I think more important than being perfect is being prepared. You don't have to be perfect, but if you are prepared for the guests that come into your home, that goes a long way. So that could look like just having a go-to dip on hand, a go-to meal that's in the freezer that you have the ingredients ready to pull together. Um, It's sort of like... To sum up, that looks like food. You have to have... (laughs) Well, You actually have to have something to serve. Yeah. On a moment's notice. So you actually have to prepare for that as well. You actually have to look through your closet and say, what right. do I have not have for potential guests? Right. Um, again, you're trying to make everybody spontaneous hosts here. <laughs> I love spontaneity. I mean, I, I'm not really trying to push that on anybody else, though. So. 
Well, but the idea of being prepared, meaning like preparation, more so more so forethought and preparation is more important and that will make people feel loved and welcome more than having a perfect home or even having the perfect setup or the perfect Pinterest spread of food and drinks. I think being prepared mentally um, is, and, and you know, even practically is really important. Um, so perfectionism should not be an obstacle. We should think of it as just being prepared. Yeah, and to your, to your main point, I think on that is like not making it too complicated, right? Yeah, I think it like like you said, not making it too complicated is a big obstacle people have because I, you know, I've been to somebody's house where they simply served me tea, and it was really nice because they had tea and a few cookies out, and like it wasn't a big spread. But guess what? They had favorite cookies that they wanted to share with me, or they had a loaf of banana bread that they made, or um, it could be just like an iced tea and you know, like some nuts and munchies. But like we we often think that to have people in our home, we need to have a lot of stuff or we need to overcomplicate it or we need to think of everything. And that's not true. Um, The one thing about hospitality is that it's different than entertainment and entertaining people. True hospitality is when people leave your house feeling better about themselves, um, not when you feel, not you feeling better about you, which is more so entertainment, right? So when people come to your home, if they leave feeling valued, loved, paid attention to and appreciated, then that iced tea with a simple couple cookies and, um, you know, whatever it is that you decide to serve, um, goes a long way. It really does. And so it, it, hospitality doesn't have to be complicated. Absolutely. I mean, I I like the idea of of keeping it simple. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's, it's easier to be prepared, but I I think it's really about the feeling that they have when they leave and they don't get a great feeling if you just serve them some awesome uh, array of food and and everything else was kind of a disarray within the home. So it's a, it's a package. Mm -hmm. Are you too busy like apologizing for not having something or or busy apologizing for not your house isn't cleaner or you didn't have enough food or you didn't maybe have what they like. I mean, just that kind of stuff detracts from really being hospitable and making others feel loved and welcomed. So it's, I look at it too, is like you're the people that come to visit you in a way you're really serving them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's that it's the good conversation. It's the asking them questions, you know, good questions about Mm -hmm. what's going on in their lives. Um, that's all part of being hospitable as well. And it's showing them the love and the care for them. Mm-hmm. They Maybe they're going through something tough and it's you're there for them. And it's that whole environment that mm-hmm. makes people feel much better than when they, when mm-hmm. they, when they came. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the important part of being hospitable to me. Um, and a lot of that, you know, we talked a bit about the environment. I think environment is important because let's be honest, we've been in homes that have been uncomfortable before, um, whether it be like really messy or, um, I don't know, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but like you've been in homes where you just feel uncomfortable and you've been in homes where like, wow, this is just, I like to sit here, relax, sit on the couch Mm -hmm. and relax a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, another obstacle is busyness. I think what we often do is we pack our schedules so full that we don't have time to sit down and talk to other people or to invite them over. Um, There was one summer when I intentionally did not overschedule us and I was able to invite our neighbor over to come sit in the backyard with us and share dinner. And she was an older woman, an elderly lady who lived on her own. And I 
I made space for that. I made space to have impromptu opportunities to talk with neighbors and time to have people over to just sit on the back porch and have something to eat, no matter how big or how small it is. And I think that had we been so busy that summer, we would have missed an opportunity to get to know our neighbor who eventually passed that following year. Yeah, that's very important. I think that just speaks also to just the spontaneity aspect of what I was getting to. Mm-hmm. Not overcomplicating it, but being ready to be open to be hospitable mm-hmm. um, gives you more opportunities because I think that busyness factor is really a hindrance. Think about it. We've tried to schedule with certain people, you know, three months now mm-hmm. just for them to come over. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the busyness factor is really can hinder your ability to actually have and live in community mm-hmm. as much as you really want to. Yeah. You know, and hospitality promotes inclusion. One of the things that I mentioned earlier was like, I was waiting for a long time for people to invite us over or invite me over and it wasn't happening. And so even when we were earlier on in our marriage, we took the reins and we said, we're going to start inviting people to hang out and spend time with us Um, because I think people get busy, so they don't always host. I think people um, assume what other people think about them or assume that other people don't like them. And so maybe they're not reaching out to you. But guess what? If you can include them, you're creating an atmosphere of inclusion. And I think that you will be meeting um, people's needs, that immediate need that a lot of people have of loneliness really, really easily. And I think that that's one of the big pluses of being hospitable. Yeah, busyness is a trick in my mind because you assume other people are busy. They assume you're busy. And by default, you're both not busy. (laughs) Yeah, so, that happens sometimes. And, and, and you know, and you and and a quick phone call. Hey, you guys want to hang mm-hmm. out and have a game night tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, those spontaneous, you know, those spontaneous type of gatherings are sometimes the funnest, funnest ones to have to me. Again, with the spontaneous. I'm just feeling a lot of spontaneity today. <laughs> I don't know why. Hospitality is a great way to um, serve others, uh, especially if somebody's going through a really difficult or trying time, just to have them to your place or to even invite them out. And we keep talking about having them in your home, which is great, is, is, obvious, is the most obvious way to show hospitality. But what if you invited them to a park and you brought the picnic? What if you invited them to your front porch? What if you um, just even like brought snacks and drinks to your child's sporting events because you're there for long hours and you put out a blanket and a spread and you you invite the other people, the other parents that are there to sit down on the blanket with you. There's a lot of ways to be hospitable that doesn't include bringing them into your home. So so um, don't think that that's the only way. That's a very good point. To be hos- hospitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's how you uh, love and serve people. So... If somebody's going through a trying time or they're going through something, it is so nice for just an afternoon or an evening to have someone else feed them, talk to them, take care of their needs. Um, You know, even for us, even hospitality looks like our teenagers watching their little kids as they have a grown-up conversation without having to be interrupted or out having to take care of anybody. And so hospitality extends far beyond just um, feeding somebody. Okay. So just pause for one second. No, it's really Just okay. Pause for one second. 
Hey, hey guys, we're almost finished. Could you just be a little quiet for a little bit? Okay. Did that mess us up at all? Mm. Okay. No. Okay. <clears throat> so how do you want to wrap it up? Um, I just want to say real quick, like, um, so when it comes to family culture, it's up to you guys. It's up to you to decide what hospitality looks like your family, and then we can just go through these points real quick. Okay. So I can talk now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to family culture, um, it, I never, when it comes to family culture, it's really up to you to figure out what hospitality is going to look like for your family. So the first thing that you can do, and you've heard us say this before, is reflect on your experience growing up. Because oftentimes we operate at a default, out of a default culture, which means we just do what we've always done because that's the way we've always done it without even thinking about why we're doing what we're doing. So to look back and say, how did my parents and how did the people that raised me interact with other people, take that into consideration and then consider is there something about that that I want to keep? Is there something about that that I want to leave behind? Um, that's the first step. So yeah, like me, can... we abbreviated how much we clean up before <laughs> people come over. <laughs> so with that in mind, you could start to imagine what it looks like for you to have people in your home, for you to be hospitable, whether it's in your home or out your home. What is it like to show hospitality to others? Second thing you can do is identify the obstacle or obstacles that you that are really holding you back from from really r- reaching the level of hospitality that you desire. So is it busyness? Is it your insecurity? Is it trying to do things perfect? Once you identify what it is that's holding you back, you can come up with a simple step or an approach that can help you overcome that obstacle. So for example, if it's busyness, do you need to make sure you put it into your calendar before you put other things in your calendar? If it's um, making it too complicated, do you need to simplify, take your best ideas and pick two of them? If it's that it doesn't come naturally to you, do you need to get on Pinterest and find simple ways Um, to host. There are a lot of things that you can do once you've identified the obstacle that you can determine to overcome that obstacle. Take steps means just do it. Put it on your calendar, whatever. Call a friend, ask somebody. So the main conclusion is here, don't overcomplicate it. No, just take the steps. Take the steps? So, so just take the steps today? Just no. So the, take the, the steps. last thing to do is just do it. Put it on your last, calendar. last thing to do just is just take the steps. Just do it. <clears throat> how, how do I say that? Just, just, just do it. Figure out who you want to hang out with and put it on your calendar. Yeah. How do I like jump into that from based off of what you just said? That's that's my only conclusion. That's my only. And then just do it. Okay, okay, that's good. And then just do it. Figure out who you want to hang out with and put it on your calendar and get going. Yeah, we actually created a list of people that we want to start interacting with more so that when we have an opportunity that presents itself, an opening in our calendar or a last minute um, 
uh, desire to see somebody or to hang out with somebody, we can go to the list and say, oh, look who we haven't hung out with in a while. And I know that sounds sort of calculated. And maybe for some people, it doesn't sound as organic as you think it should be. But it is definitely, I think, the most, the best way, the most efficient way to start getting to know people and starting to get comfortable with hosting others. Now, this week's interview is with Leslie Verner. Um, She just wrote a book called Invited, The Power of Hospitality in an Age of Loneliness. And so my conversation with her goes deeper into this topic. And what I love about what Leslie shares in the book and even in this interview is her experience of living outside the United States and how it has shaped her view of hospitality. There are literally cultures that are the complete opposite of us. And, um, you know, the, the norm is being in other people's homes. The norm is being involved in each other's lives. And the exception is, is being on your own, living your own life, not having time for other people. And just her experience of being raised in the U.S., living abroad, really has changed the way she thinks about hospitality and has changed the way her and her family lives their life now that they're back in the U.S. That's good. Okay. 